सहनावतो सहनो भुनक्तो सहवीर्यं करवहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्वशावहै ओम शांतिशांतिशांति नमस्रीशंकरानंद नमस्रीशंकरानंद गुरुपादाम्बुजन्मने गुरुपादाम्बुजन्मने सविलासमहामोह सविलासमहामोह ग्राहग्रासैककर्मने ग्राहग्रासैककर्मने कूटस्थ दीप प्रकरण दीप प्रकरण ऑफ द चैप्टर द रिलीमिंस कूटस्थ दिस वर्ड कूटस्थ हैज बीन डिस्कस्ड अर्लियर कूटस्थ कूटवत तिष्ठति इति कूटस्थ है दैट व्हिच ऑब्टेन्स लाइक कूटा कूटा मींस एन एनविल एन एनविल इज दैट ऑन व्हिच यू मेक various forms like the anvil of a ironsmith or a goldsmith a goldsmith has an anvil and he makes different ornaments gives them form upon the anvil how the anvil remains without any change in and through the changing ornaments similarly also this kutastha the self or the consciousness the witness ever remain the same in spite of the changing thoughts so the thoughts come and go just as the ornaments come and go and then will remains changeless so also the various thoughts and modifications come and go and the self remains changeless therefore it is called kutastha kutavatishthati <coughs> so kutastha means the self or the awareness that is changeless now yesterday we saw that by with an illustration of a wall which is illumined by two uh, sources of light in fact illumined by one sun in two ways how a wall is illumined by the sun directly which is what we call the wall generally illumined and the wall also is illumined by light reflected from a mirror which is what we call a particular illumination so in that illustration wall has two sources of illumination or sun illumines the wall in two ways directly and through reflection <coughs> the question was that when we look at the wall as illumined by the reflected light we don't see the general light or the direct light then the author said that all right imagine that the wall is illumined by several mirrors then you have patches of light reflected light on the wall and between these patches of reflected light you can see what we call the general light and when all these reflected lights when the mirrors are withdrawn and there were no reflected light falls upon the wall then you can see also the wall being illumined in general so that general light can be seen between the two i mean uh, between the two circles of reflected light or in the in the absence of the reflected light also and similarly also 
uh, our body here is living by two forms of awareness or consciousness. One is the self or kutastha, which illumines the body in general, and other is the reflected light, light or the awareness reflected in our mind, reflected in the various thought forms. So as you said, mind is nothing but a parade of various thought forms. Each thought form can be compared to a mirror, which reflects the awareness, which reflects the self, and thus that also reflects this body. <coughs> so I know this body. I'm aware of the body. That awareness of the body is due to the fact that I know the body through my mind or through my intellect. See, in the deep sleep state when the mind is not functioning, I'm not aware of this body. In the waking state, I'm aware of the body because it is illumined by my mind. So body is illumined by awareness in general, plus it is particularly illumined by the awareness reflected from the mind. <coughs> So when we are asleep, the body is there, illumined by the awareness, but not known to us. So that time we can say that the body enjoys what we call a general illumination by awareness, but the particular illumination by awareness is not there in deep sleep. In the waking state, when the thought flows are there, then the reflected consciousness also illumines the body, then we say that the body is known to me or this is my body. See the difference between the knowledge of the body that we have in deep sleep state where we do not know the body and the waking state when we know the body. In both the states the body enjoys an existence. The body enjoys asti, bhati, priyam. The body is, the body shines and the body is priyam. In the deep sleep as well as in waking. But the rastitvam, bhatitvam of the body is not known in the deep sleep and it is known in the waking state because in the waking state we have the mind functioning which mind illumines this body with the help of the reflected consciousness. So just as a wall is illumined by twofold light so also we may say this body is illumined by twofold awareness. <coughs> Now the discussion is continued with the fourth verse. Idanim dehantaha kutastha chidavhasayoho bheda pradashanaya dehat bahirabi chidavhasa brahmani vibhajya darshayati. Alright, idanim now dehantaha in within the body. Kutastha chidavhasayoho bheda pradashanaya. In order to show that within our body that there are, in order to show the distinction of Kutastha and Chidabhasa. Kutastha means the changeless awareness. Chidabhasa means the reflected awareness. To show the difference between the two within our body, Dehad Bahiyapi Chidabhasa Brahmani Vibhajyadashayati. The author shows in the next verse how outside the body also there are two forms of illuminations. Brahma Chaitanyam, which is awareness in general, and Chidabhasa, the reflected consciousness. So these two are shown outside also in order to show that distinction inside also. <coughs> we'll see how the author shows that. See the fourth verse. Ghataika karadhisthachita Ghataika karadhisthachita Ghatameva Bhasayed Ghatameva Bhasayed 
ఘటస్య జ్ఞాతతా బ్రహ్మ ఘటస్య జ్ఞాతతా బ్రహ్మ చైతన్యేనాభాసదే చైతన్యేనాభాసదే ఘటైకాకారధీస్థాచిత్ ఘటమేవాభాసేత్ నావ్ వివిల్ అగైన్ బ్రీఫ్లీ మెన్షన్ హియర్ హౌ ద వెదాంతిక్ టీచర్స్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ ది ప్రోసెస్ ఆఫ్ పర్సెప్షన్ హౌ ఇస్ అన్ ఆబ్జెక్ట్ సచ్ ఇస్ అ పార్ట్ హౌ ఇస్ ఇట్ పర్సీవ్డ్ ఆర్ వెన్ డస్ ఇట్ బికమ్ ఎన్ ఆబ్జెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ మై పర్సెప్షన్ ఇట్ ఇస్ సేట్ దట్ ది మైండ్ the seat of the mind is supposed to be the heart so the mind travels from the heart through the aperture of the sense organ and it goes out and contacts the object such as ghata assumes the form of the object and therefore we have what we call ghatakara vritti or thought of the form of a part and then in that vritti or in that thought form the awareness gets reflected because it is the nature of thought to always reflect the awareness so when the thought assumes the form of a part then in that part thought also the awareness gets reflected the reflected awareness is called chidabhasa and that illumines the part so part is there chair is there table is there all these various objects are there but then i don't know them when do i come to know only when my mind illumines those objects when can the mind illumine the object only when the mind reaches out through a given sense organs take the case of eyes when the mind reaches out through the eyes and contacts an object such as a chair and the mind assumes the form of that chair and then in that chair thought the consciousness gets reflected and therefore that chidabhasa or the reflected consciousness consciousness reflected in the chair thought illumines the chair <coughs> this is how the process of perception takes place right now for example when these words are uttered by me your mind through the years contacts these words then assumes the form of these words and that is how the words are illumined to you <coughs> so this is the process of illumination let's say imagine the water is filled in a in a tank or in a field for example the water is there there is what they call a submersible pump a bore well pump from the water comes out in a in like a tank storage from there when it flows through a channel for a length of time then it goes into a small field that water flowing through the channel goes into the small field assume the form of that field similarly also our mind goes out through the channel of the eyes or the ears or sense organ contacts the object assume the form of that object this is how the process of perception is thought to take place <coughs> now what is the what is the role that our mind plays when i know the object called chair or a part and when the, the thought of the nature of chair takes place what does it do so is there ghataika akaradhisthachit ghatasya egasya akarahiva akarasya sa ghataika kara as i said 
the mind along with the consciousness, when it contacts the chair or a ghatta or a pot, then it assumes the form of a pot. Tatha vidhayam buddhau vartamanaha chidabhasaha Buddhi of the mind, let us say, which is assumed the form of a, pop, of a pot or a chair, that is the consciousness reflected in the thought, ghatam eva avabhasayet, that reflected consciousness illumines just a pot. That's all. So whatever is object contacted by the mind, and understand that where the mind is, the reflected consciousness also is. So the reflected consciousness along with the mind reaches out towards an object, contacts the object, pervades the object, assumes the form of the object, and that is how that particular object is illumined. Then we say, I am Ghataha, this is a part. <coughs> Therefore, this is a rule that a vritti or a thought form and the reflected consciousness, Chirabhasa, they play in illumination of an object such as a part. Ghataikakara chit, chit or the awareness which is reflected in the Ghataikakara dhi, meaning in the buddhivritti, the thought form, the nature of part, ghatam eva avhasayet. It merely illumines the part. Okay. Then what? Ghatasya jnatata brahma chaitanyena avhasate. The part is illumined all right. This is the part. But then the knowledge also is said to take place in two stages. First is the part is illumined and then there is therefore this knowledge, this is part. And secondly, then I say that I know the part. So the part is illumined and then subsequently occurs this cognition in me, I know the part or I am the knower of the part. Part is known to me. So not only the part shines, but then it becomes an object of my knowledge and I say that I know the part. So part has what we call the Gnyatata. It says Ghatasya Gnyatata. Gnyatata means the fact that the part can be known. The part has the, the, the knownness. See, an object cannot be known unless it is possessed of the quality of being known. For example, you don't know the horn on my head because you do not possess the quality of being known. So part can be known because part possesses the ability of being known. Otherwise the part cannot be known. So part is what we call Gnyatata. Gnya means to know Gnyatata, the state of being known. So that Gnyatata or the state of being known is illumined by what we call Brahman. As you know very well, Brahma is nothing but Satchit Ananda, Asti Bhati Priyam. In every object, Brahma is present. As Asti, the very existence. Bhati, that the object shines. Priyam, that the object has, as you said, an attractiveness, <coughs> usefulness. Thus, Brahma is present generally everywhere. And only because Brahma is present that an object can be known. What makes this name and form shine? Brahma makes it shine. Whenever an object is known because Brahman illumines that knowableness. And therefore it is said here, Ghatasya Jnatata Brahma Chaitanyena Avhasasaya. That a ghata or a chair has the property of being known 
but it specifically becomes known only when it is illumined by our thought. Remember the wall. That wall is generally illumined by the sunlight and again particularly illumined by the reflected light. Similarly also all the objects that are there are generally illumined by Brahma Chaitanyam or Chaitanyam that is Brahma as Asti, Bhati and Priyam. But the objects do not necessarily become object of knowledge unless our mind contacts them. So what our thought form does is that it reveals that Gnatata, it reveals the Gnatata or the, the ability of shining or being known is there in the pot but that is illumined by our thought form and that is how the pot or a chair actually becomes known. So therefore an object such as chair also has, all the external objects also have two forms of illumination. One is what we call the general illumination by Brahman. Because Brahman as existence obtains everywhere. Brahman as awareness obtains everywhere. That's the reason why the object Asti Bhati, that Brahman alone shines through the name and form. In that sense, all the objects are illumined by Brahma Chaitanyam. But then, when we come to know of an object such as a part, then it is pretty also particularly illumined by our thought form which is Siddhavasa or the Brahman reflected in our thought form. <coughs> so, Ghatasya Brahma Chaitanyena Avabhasade. Tasya Ghatasya Gnyadada Kyo Dharma Ghataha Gnyadahiri Vyavaharahetuhu Then the pot is known, then the chair is known. When can we say? Then the chair is known to me, a table is known to me. Only when the chair possesses that ability of being known. The table can be known to me only when the table possesses the quality of being known. And that quality of being known is what is illumined by the Chirabhasa or the thought form. Tasya ghatasya gnyadada kyo This attribute of the part of that it is known. Ghatav gnyadaha iti vyavaharahetuhu that it becomes the cause of this expression on my part that the part is known to me. So first is, this is part. Second is, part is known. So what is, what is it that is responsible for this expression on my part that the part is known? That the part possesses Gnyadata. Part possesses the attribute of being known. And that Gnyadata is illumined by Brahman. So Brahma illumines the Gnyadata and the Chidabhasa eliminates the part. Saha ghatakalpana adhishthanena brahma chaitanyena sadhana bhutena avabhasade. This ghatav gnyatahedi vyavaharahetuhu, this dharma gnyatadakshyo dharma, saha ghatakalpana adhishthanena brahma chaitanyena brahma, which is chaitanyam, sadhana bhutena avabhasade. So that pot or a chair or any object which is Gnyadata, the ability of being known, that is illumined by Brahman. That is why the Niyayika, the logician, say that the knowledge of an object takes place in two stages. The first stage is called Vyavasaya, I am Ghataha, this is a part. And second is called Anu Vyavasaya, Ghata Ugnyataha, the part is known. This is a part, Vyavasaya, I know the part, Anu Vyavasaya. <coughs> that first is illumined by Chidavasa, 
and that chidabhasa and the vritti and the ghata is illumined by brahman <coughs> that anubhyavasaya is illumined by brahman all right now in this process in order to clarify certain doubts that may arise some questions are asked here so nanu knyadata avabhasaka chaitanye naiva ghata pratidi sambhava pratidi sambhava buddhi ki marthayati asankhya ghatasya jnatata deveda siddhyartha ityaha if you say that brahma which is awareness or consciousness is present in all the objects then may that objects are known because of brahman which is present there gnatada avabhasaka chaitanyena eva ghatak pradivi sambhavat we say that the perception of a part is possible because brahman is already there which reveals the gnatata buddhi kimartha then what's the need of the thought form we say that the thought form also is required what's the need of the thought form when brahman is present everywhere and brahma reveals this attribute called gnatata then what is the role that the buddhi vritti or the the thought form plays in there ityashankya ghatasya gnatata adi bheda siddhyartha that it makes the part known specifically and that's the role that the buddhi vritti plays that's what i said in the fifth verse agnyatatvena <coughs> gnyatoyam अज्ञातत्वेन ज्ञातः अयं घटः बुद्धि उदयात् पुरा बुद्धि उदयात् पुरा सिस बिफोर द थॉट फॉर्म ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ पार्ट अरेज इन माय माइंड सी द पार्ट वाज नोन बिफोर आल्सो बिफोर आई से दैट दिस इज पार्ट द पार्ट इज आल्सो नोन इज व्हाट अज्ञातत्वेन आई नो दैट आई डू नॉट नो दैट देयर इज अ पार्ट यू सी फॉर एग्जांपल देयर आर सो मेनी ऑब्जेक्ट्स आर देयर outside also so many objects may be there i don't know them but i know that i don't know them i don't know if there is a part here or not meaning there is a knowledge or that the part is unknown to me i don't know that there is something beneath this table so if there is something below this table i know it as that which is not known to me so an object is known to me as unknown and then the object is known to me as known the part is lying there but then i do not know the part or i can say that i know the part is not known to me and then when my mind contacts that part and the parts are takes place then i say that i know the part so before the occurrence of the thought form what is what we call gnyanavrutti or ghatakar vrutti the vrutti or the thought form or the shape of the ghata before that takes place also the part is known as not known and when that thought form takes place then i say that the part is known so buddhidayat pura ayam ghatah brahmanayeva ajnatatvena prakashitah so before the arising of the thought form this part was illumined by what by brahma 
However, the limit as unknown, as agnyataha, as not known. Buddhyutpattav satyam, and when this thought form arises, gnyatatvena brahmanayo prakashate, and then Brahma alone illumines that as now the part is known to me. It so Brahman illumines the part both unknown as well as known. So when the part was not known, then also it was illumined by Brahman as unknown to me. And when the part is known, it is again illumined by Brahman as known to me. So Brahman even illumines the reflected consciousness. But then when Chidabhasa is not there, I don't know the part specifically. When the Chidabhasa is there, then the part is known specifically. That is the difference. That's the role that the Buddhivirti plays there. <coughs> because Brahman is there and Brahman shines, but still part does not shine to our mind. And that is being explained subsequently. Nanu ekasya Jnātattva ajñātattva lakshanam dvairūpyam katham sambhavati dhyāsankya tad avabodhanāya jñātata ajñātata nimittayahu jñāna jñānayahu surūpam tāvat darshayati Nanu ekasseva ghatasya the question is that one part alone jñātattva ajñātattva lakshanam dvairūpyam katham sambhavati how can it be that one part alone is now known and unknown Ita asankya tat avabodhanaya gnyadada agnyadada nimittoho gnyana gnyanyoho surugum tavad darshayati. Now the author shows what happens when the part is unknown and what is the nature of ignorance of the part and what happens when the part is known. And that is why it is necessary that we would accept what we call a buddhivrutti or a thought form. <coughs> Says the sixth verse. Chidabhasantadhivrutti Again, going back to that process of knowledge, as you said, imagine that our mind with reflected consciousness originates from the heart, which is supposed to be its center, and it travels, let us say, through the eyes, and it stretches out to that object such as a chair, and assumes the form of the chair. And in that, the awareness of the consciousness is reflected, so in the chair thought, the consciousness is reflected, that is called Chidabhasa, reflected consciousness. So this is compared to a spear. A spear has this wooden stem, and the tip of that, we have that iron, uh, iron head. So we have the spear head, that's why we call it spear head. So we have the spear, and then there is iron head. So how the iron head is shining? And similarly also we have this buddhivirti or the thought or the mind which stretches out right all the way up to the object and there at the end we have the object thought form with reflected consciousness 
which as though shines like the iron, uh, the iron tip of a spear. <coughs> so lohanta kuntavat. Loha means iron. And lohanta kuntavat. Kunta is a spear. So how a spear has the edge of the iron and so also this buddhi vritti or thought form has the shining edge of what we call chidavasa that the mind has taken the form of a, of a chair or a pot and then it shines as a pot <coughs> it illumines the pot so chidavasa andadhi vrittihi chidavasa chitprasabhimbaha reflected consciousness sa ante purobhage yasyahasa dhivrittihi chidavasa andadhivrittihi gnanamiti uchyade so when we say jnanam or the knowledge, what is it? That knowledge is nothing but the thought. Which thought? The thought of the nature of a chair, which reflects the consciousness, which reflects, which illumines the chair. So that thought alone is called jnanam. So when I, when we say ghatak jnanam, chair knowledge, that what is chair knowledge? What is table knowledge? Is nothing but the thought of the form of the chair in which the awareness is reflected. And that is how the chair is known to me. So what we call jnanam or knowledge is that chidabhasa. Bodhedda buddhihi acharehi abhidana. Bodhedda buddhihi or the buddhi or the mind is illumined by the awareness. Idi acharehi abhidana tatta dhustandaha lohanta kuntavat. And the illustration was given that of a spearhead. So how the spear and the head so also the thought form, the, the mind stretching out to the object and then imagine the vritti or the thought form of the nature of a chair or a pot with reflected consciousness. Jadyam Ajnanam Jadyam Svatasphurtirahitattvam Ajnanam Idhuchyade And until then, see these objects are there all right, but they are not self-revealing. The objects of the world are what, what we call jada or inert. In that meaning, they are not self-revealing. Therefore, it is necessary to have the buddhivritti or the thought form to reveal them. See, Atma doesn't require that. Atma is self-shining in that way. You do not require reflected consciousness to illumine the Atma. But we require reflected consciousness to illumine all the objects of the world because the objects are inert. They are called jada. Jada means paraprakasham. Those which can, which require to be illumined by some other source of light because they are not self-revealing or self-shining. So, Jadyam, that All the objects are as though enveloped by a veil of ignorance. And you have to pierce that veil of ignorance. So right now many objects are there, they are not known to me. How come they are not known to me? Because they are enveloped by a veil of ignorance. And when I look at the object, then like a spear, my mind goes out, stretches to the object, and then pierces that veil of ignorance, and that is how that particular object is known to me. So every object is covered, although Satpasti Bhati Priyam, that Brahma is present as every object, but object is not known because it is as though enveloped by a, a veil of ignorance. 
And when that veil of ignorance is pierced by what we call the buddhivirti or thought form, then the object becomes known, this is ghata, this is chair, this is table and what not. Etabhyam pariyayana vyaptaha sarvataha sammandaha kumbaha dvidha uchare. And that is why we have this kind of an expression, the pot is known, the pot is unknown. The chair is unknown, the chair is known. So when the chair is enveloped by the veil of ignorance, unknown. And when that veil of ignorance is pierced by what we call the thought form, then the chair becomes known. So what is it, what is it that creates the difference between chair is unknown and chair is known? That buddhivritti or the thought form of the nature of chair. So that is why it is that thought form or the buddhivritti, what we call vritti, or vritti of the akara or the shape of chair which actually reveals the chair and therefore we have the expression the chair is known. <coughs> okay, then yet another question is asked. Nanu Ajnatasya Kumbasya Ajnana Vyaptatvad Bhavadu Brahma Bhasyatvam Jnana Vyaptasitu Jnatasya Kumbasya Kutaha Brahma Chaitanya Avasyatvam Vyasankya Okay, question. Agnyadasya kumbhasya agnyavyaptatvad bhautu brahma avhasyatvam says whenever a pot or a chair is as long as it is not known then we say that so long that an unknown chair let us say is, is illumined by brahma an unknown pot we can accept that it is illumined by brahma because it is not illumined by my mind. Gnana vyavaha vyaptasyatu gnyadasya kumbhasya kutaha brahma chaitanya vahasyatvam But when a part of a chair is known by me, when my thought illumines that, then how do you say that it is still illumined by Brahman? See, remember the illustration of the wall. That when we look at just the reflected patch of light, we don't see the general light. So we ask the question, how do you say that the wall is illumined by two lights? That the light of sun in sunlight in general, elevator is reflected light because we don't see the sunlight when the reflected light is. And similarly also, when a part is known to us, then we see that the, the thought form illumines the part. At that time, why do we say that Brahma also illumines the part? How do we say that the light awareness, general awareness, namely Brahman also illumines the part? And the thought awareness, reflected awareness, particular awareness, also illumines the part. How do you say that? Ityashankya agnyanasya agnyadada janana matrenaiva matrenaiva gnyanasya abhi gnyadada janana matrena upakshinatvat agnyadakumbhavat gnyadasya abhi brahmabhasitvam bhavati. Says here, agnyanasya agnyadada janana matrena. So when a part is unknown, then it is what do agnyadada jananam. There is an absence of vritti and therefore the part is unknown. And when the vritti takes place, that gnyadata or the, the knowingness or the knowableness of the part becomes illumined by the buddhi vritti. <coughs> so gnyadata jananamatrena by merely creating what we call the knowableness of the part, Upakshinatvat, all that the buddhi vritti or thought form does is it just creates the knowableness of the part. Gnyatada. Agnyatakumavat. 
ಅಜ್ಞಾತೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣ ಭಾಸ್ಯ ಅಜ್ಞಾತೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣ ಭಾಸ್ಯ ಜ್ಞಾತ ಕುಂಭಸ್ತಥಾನ ಜ್ಞಾತ ಕುಂಭಸ್ತಥಾನ the reflected light also is there so even when the wall is particularly reflect uh, illumined by the reflected light then also the general illumination remains there and so also just as an unknown part is illumined in general by brahma chaitanyam tatha gnata kumbha kim na brahma bhasya bhavadi and similarly also the part that is illumined by the thought form also continues to remain illumined by brahma why should it not be kintu bhavateva it also that brahma chaitanyam is ever there kutah gnyatatva jananeneva chirabhasa parikshah that chirabhasa or the reflected consciousness this particular illumination the role that it plays is that it generates only what we call gnyatatva or the knowableness that's all the role it plays and brahman illumines even chirabhasa so brahman illumines part brahman illumines part thought Brahman eliminates the, the fact that I know the part. Everything is eliminated. Like sun. Sun eliminates the wall, sun eliminates the mirror, and sun eliminates the reflected light. And so also, Brahman eliminates the part, Brahman eliminates the thought, Brahman even eliminates the knowledge that I know the part. Nanu agnyatada jananaya agnyanamiva ಜನಾಯಿಂಕ್ಯಾಟ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಕ್ಟೆಡ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಕ್ಟೆಡ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಕ್ಟ
it cannot eliminate the part. <coughs> Says in the verse 8 by the thought, without the reflection of the consciousness, without the reflected consciousness, is not capable of illumining the part. Tadrak buddhir visheshakaha just as the clay etc. is from which the pot is made that clay is inert and how that clay is not able to live in the pot inert thing source of even though it is subtle the idea is that our mind also is inert just as the external objects are inert meaning not capable of revealing themselves and so also our mind also is inert not capable of revealing itself but the mind or the thoughts are known to us because consciousness eliminates them. Consciousness gets reflected in the mind and that is how the mind gets enlivened. So mind is enlivened because the consciousness gets reflected in the mind. The table is not enlivened because the consciousness does not, not, does not get reflected in the table in that sense. Just as in the mirror I can see my face, I cannot see it in the wall etc. because mirror has a bright surface which reflects my face. And so also the mind is bright, therefore it reflects consciousness. But otherwise, just as mirror also is inert, even the mind also is inert by itself. But the mind gains the ability to reveal different objects because of reflected consciousness. The mind itself is inert, the thought form itself is inert, and therefore not capable of revealing the object. <clears throat> by merely the mind or the thought form, Without the reflection of the consciousness, it is not possible for that mind to even create what we call the knowableness of the part. Tadrak buddhir visheshakaha mridadehe What is the difference between the buddhi and the clay? Clay also undergoes modification to become a part, etc. Buddhi or the mind also may undergo modification to assume the form of the thought, a form of the part but it is inert and therefore it doesn't have the capability of revealing the thought. So what is being said here is that all, there are two elements involved there. One is the mind and there is a reflected consciousness. So when the mind goes out through eyes, ears, etc. and contacts an object, that mind assumes the form of the object and then the veil of ignorance is removed. But the consciousness reflected in the mind is that which reveals the object. So again that process is imagined to be in two stages. One is the veil of ignorance is removed and the object is illumined when the conscious reflected consciousness illumines the object. So that is the two stages. And that is what is said here. That mind itself being inert cannot illumine the object unless the consciousness... Of course it cannot happen that the consciousness is not reflected. Where the mind is, consciousness is reflected but the reflected consciousness illumines the object. And mind also is required, 
because mind assumes the form of the object and consciousness also is required because consciousness reveals the object. <coughs> this is being shown what is said in the 8th verse Chidabhasarahita buddhivyaptasya ghatasya jnatatvabhavam dhishtanda pradarsanena spashtayadi What is said in the earlier verse by illustration he shows how the mind, the buddhivrti itself cannot illumine an object and that will become clear as we read the verse Gnata ityuchyate kumbaha Gnata ityuchyate kumbaha Mrudalipthona kutrachita Mrudalipthona kutrachita Dhimatravyapta kumbhasya Dhimatravyapta kumbhasya Jnatatvam neshyate tatha Jnatatvam neshyate tatha He says, just as the mind buddhivritti is inert, so also clay is inert. So imagine a pot that is painted by clay. Here is a pot, suppose you paint it by white clay. Assuming there must be, loke kutra chidabhi ghataha mruda shukla krishna rupaya liptaha lepanam praptaha. Imagine that a pot is painted by white clay or red clay or something like that. Just because you paint it, Pot by clay, does it reveal itself? No. Because that clay paint itself is inert and therefore it doesn't reveal itself. What reveals itself is when again my mind with reflected consciousness goes there, then alone that pot is revealed. So how clay is inert and cannot reveal itself, so also the mind is inert, cannot reveal itself. So imagine the pot being painted by clay, meaning that the clay paint is there which envelops the pot or similarly when our mind contacts the pot mind also envelops the pot so either the pot is enveloped by the paint of clay or the pot is enveloped by the mind both is the same in as much as our mind also is in it and the paint of the clay also is in it and therefore just as by painting a pot or painting any wall by paint which is in it the wall doesn't reveal itself wall or any object will reveal only when I contact that wall through the mind and reflected consciousness and similarly also even when that same object is enveloped by my mind that doesn't reveal itself unless the consciousness gets reflected in it. So lepanam prapta jnata hitina uchyadeyatha tatha chidavhasarahita buddhi vyaptasya vikumbasya jnatatvamna bhivagamiri dibhavah in short, the point that is made is, it is not the mind or the thought alone that can reveal an object, it is the consciousness reflected in the thought that reveals the object. But both are required. Merely consciousness cannot reveal the object because consciousness is everywhere. But still the object is not known to us. See in Stotra, Shankaracharya gave an illustration to explain this process. Nana chidra ghato Imagine a dark room in which you have placed a pot and in the stomach of the pot you have placed a very powerful lamp. Now the pot is closed except for a few apertures in the pot. So in the pot you have made a few holes and placed a lamp in the pot. So now what happens? The beams of the light from the lamp they issue out from those apertures 
and they, and they illumine whatever objects lie in their path. So when these beams emerge out from those apertures, whatever objects happen to lie on the path of those beams, they're illumined. Similarly also our body is like a part. Our organs of perception are like those apertures in the part. And Chidabhasa or reflected consciousness is compared to a lamp. And therefore the rays of that lamp issue out through these different sense organs and illumine the objects lying in the path of the sense organs. So the consciousness of the mind issuing through the eyes will illumine colors and forms. And the consciousness of the mind issuing through the ears will illumine the sound. But in illumining an object, there is a role of both the mind as well as consciousness, reflected consciousness. The mind assumes the form of an object and thus removes the veil of ignorance and the consciousness that is reflected there, it reveals the object. Because the objects are not self-shining, therefore they are not self-revealing, therefore they require the consciousness to reveal themselves, but consciousness directly cannot reveal, consciousness reveals them through the reflection. Just as electricity, even though it is the source of light, cannot illumine this room. Only when electricity manifests through a filament, then alone it can remove the darkness. Electricity directly cannot remove the darkness. Electricity can remove the darkness only when it manifests as light through the filament. Similarly also the consciousness cannot directly reveal the objects. Only when consciousness gets reflected in the mind, that it can illumine the objects. Then alone the darkness of ignorance can be removed. Otherwise, see, when we use the word knowledge, we say Atma or the Self also is the nature of knowledge. Then we say mind also is the nature of knowledge. So we must understand the meaning of the word knowledge. That when we say knowledge, the knowledge of the pot, knowledge of the chair, knowledge of the table, then it is the thought with the reflected consciousness which is called knowledge. The role of the thought is to assume the form of the object and remove the veil of ignorance and the role of reflected consciousness is to illumine that object or reveal the object which is of the shape, which reveal that thought which is now assumed the form of the pot or chair or the object. Phalitamaha <coughs> and so what is the conclusion or what is uh, of this whole discussion is said in the verse 10. Jnātattvam nāma kumbhetaha Jnātattvam nāma kumbhetaha Chidābhāsa phalodaha Chidābhāsa phalodaha Naphalam brahma chaitanyam Naphalam brahma chaitanyam Mānāt prāgapi sattvataha Mānāt prāgapi sattvataha Yataha kevalayaha buddhe jnatatva janana asamarthatvam adaha. Since merely the mind or merely the thought form is not able to reveal an object, kumbhe chidavasa lakshanasya phalasya utpatti heva jnatatvam nama prasiddham. And therefore, in case of an object such as a part, it is only when the consciousness reflected in the mind that illumines the part, then alone we have this vyavahara. Or then alone we say that the part is known. The part is known. This is the part and the part is known 
it is possible only when the consciousness is reflected in thought. Nanu athabi chidavaso na kalpaniya Brahma chaitanya seo phalasya sambhavad Then also you say, why do you imagine chidavaso, the reflected consciousness? Why not Brahman unreflected be able to eliminate the objects? Na phalam Brahma chaitanya, he says, no. So even though Brahman or the self is awareness of the nature of knowledge, all pervasive, and still, and therefore Atma is, is awareness, all pervasive, and ideally therefore everything should be known to us. When Atma or the self is the nature of knowledge, then ideally everything should be known to us simultaneously. But everything is not known to us. For example, in a dark room, if you place a lamp, it will illumine the whole room simultaneously. However, when that lamp is placed in a pot, then the lamp loses the ability to illumine the whole room simultaneously and it illumines only that portion of the room where the beams of the light emerge from the holes in the pot. And similarly also, Brahman or the Atma, the awareness, doesn't illumine all the objects simultaneously. I mean, we do not know all the objects simultaneously even though the self is of the nature of knowledge. Because when do we come to know of an object? Only when the, the self or the awareness when it rides through the mind, gets reflected in the mind, and then contacts the object, then alone the specific knowledge can take place. There is general knowledge, there is specific knowledge. General knowledge, I don't know anything. I know a given thing, or I know that I do not know. Specific knowledge, I know the part. So the specific knowledge of a part, or a cloth, or a chair, is possible only when the thought form with the reflected consciousness, illumines the object. <clears throat> because Brahma Chaitanyam, or the awareness that is Brahman, is everywhere, is there even before my knowing the part, before my knowing that object also, it is ever there, and it is in, it present in that object. Nafalam Brahma Chaitanyam, so it is not Brahma Chaitanyam that reveals the object, it is a reflected consciousness that specifically reveals an object. <clears throat> Brahma Chaitanyam Phalam Ghatadisphuranam Navadi Kutaha Manat Pragavi Sattvataha Before Manat Pragavi Pramana Pravurtahe Purumapi Vidyamanatvar Because before I looked at the object and knew the object, Brahma Chaitanyam was always there. But the object was not known until the buddhivritti or the thought of that object, thought of the form of the object, until that takes place, an object is not known. So, that these questions occur in our mind. That when Atma, the self, is of the nature of awareness, and you say that awareness is present everywhere, how come I am not aware of all the things in the world simultaneously? So awareness in general is there, but awareness in particular is required in order to know an object specifically. The generally I know everything as existence, but to know existence as a chair or a pot, Specific activity is required in the form of my mind assuming the form of that object and the consciousness reflected in the mind and then alone that object specifically becomes known. Because otherwise Brahma's awareness was present even before this activity of my knowing and therefore it is not Brahman that illumines an object, it is a reflected consciousness that illumines the object. <coughs> Okay, we'll...
will continue this thought tomorrow. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutrabhashyakrutau vande Bhagavantau punafpunaha Ishvaro gururatmeti Murti bheda vibhagine Vyomavad vyapta dehaya Dakshina murtaye namaha Om shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om